Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Thursday, January 12th. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Field and Sons. A family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here in about uh, eight or so minutes. We'll be joined live in the studio by legendary head football coach for Shepherd University, Monty Cater, just announced as a future inductee at the end of this year to the College Football Hall of Fame, part of the 2023 class. We'll be joined by him and uh, see what he takes from that and what we can learn because we weren't here while he was coaching Shepard. So we need to learn a little bit about him as well. So we'll be able to learn about him as well, but guys, let's uh, start talking. We'll start off the show. Sadly, on a sad note, um, WVSSAC posted this morning that um, I'll just pull up the message and read it verbatim with a heavy heart. Now it's going to pull up. With a heavy heart that I let you know that our colleague and friend Greg Reed passed away unexpectedly last night at Camden Clark Medical Center in Parkersburg. We'll provide more information when it becomes available. And those of you in the Eastern Panhandle obviously know Greg Reed as the former athletic director at Martinsburg High School before he took a job with the West Virginia Secondary Schools Athletic Commission. So thoughts and prayers out to his family and friends in this difficult time. But uh, obviously... Um, was a great, great man in athletics in the state of West Virginia. If he got the call from, if he got a job from an athletic director in the high school up to the secondary school's athletic committee. He loved what he did, and uh, it's going to be tough around the entire state um, with him now gone. So, again, thoughts and prayers out to the Reed family and uh, the entire state as a whole. Is uh, lost a good one today. 12 or 13 years as the athletic director at Martinsburg High School and assistant principal. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to his family. Let's move on and talk uh, what he would probably like to talk about, high school basketball. Uh, There's high school basketball last night in the EPAC, and it was a comeback for the Washington Patriots over Jefferson. They won 42-40 to in what seemed like a great matchup, and they moved it back a day. Usually girls basketball, the, the Thursday games, they moved it back to a Wednesday um, I believe tomorrow Washington travels to take on St. Albans and then uh, North Marion on Saturday. So that may have been why they uh, they had to move it back a day. But that seemed like a great basketball game just from afar that I was seeing. Yeah, definitely was a competitive game last night um, between you know two rival schools. So always good to see that. And uh, for Washington, that was a must needed win for them and uh, to beat a team like Jefferson who has pretty high expectations and kind of a preview of what we'd expect to be a potential sectional championship there uh, between Washington and Jefferson so uh, that looks like it's going to be a very fun section because we already seen Musselman be very competitive with Washington uh, and then last night's game a win for Washington by two points over Jefferson so those three teams seem pretty close, uh, yeah. so I'm looking forward to seeing how those things play out on that side for girls basketball. 
I agree. I think it was a good game last night, and as I mentioned yesterday, it was a rematch of last year's sectional championship. Nick just said could potentially be this year's sectional championship, and obviously you want to win that matchup if it is the sectional championship down the road because you want to try to avoid uh, Spring Mills on the other side of the region who most likely will be the section champion on that side. Yeah, and uh, we'll move on to tonight's games in the EPAC. It's all EPAC here. Spring Mills at Musselman. Spring Mills obviously looking to improve its amazing start to the season, looking to go, I believe, 8-0 tonight, and we talked with head coach George Gosk on the show on Tuesday. They just seem unstoppable right now, averaging nearly 80 points a game while giving up just 30. Yeah, it's hard to imagine any team around the Eastern Panhandle uh, knocking off Spring Mills right now. I mean – you mentioned the numbers averaging almost 80 points a game. You know, nobody has that kind of offense around here. So it's really important for, uh, you know, a school – or it's it's really tough to see that happening because just teams don't have that kind of firepower. You know, Spring Mills has not only its starting lineup that can score a lot of points, uh, but off the bench they've provided some sparks as well. So very tough team there sitting at 7-0. and Um and moving forward, I expect them to continue to dominate. The question, I think, is can they keep it up? Can they keep that level of consistency to you know, the state tournament probably? And, and not only that, but how do you keep the focus? Because I think when you start to dominate teams uh, and you're beating teams by 40, 50 points, maybe you take a night off. And, and you can't do that if you're Spring Mills. You've got to keep it, keep it rolling and understand that just because you've been dominant so far doesn't mean you'll be dominate the entire season. And you want to continue to, you know, not take the foot off the gas pedal. Yeah, that's a good point. In the other matchup in the Eastern Panhandle tonight, one game that we'll have for you, Hedgesville girls basketball travels to take on the Martinsburg Lady Bulldogs. Uh, that should be an interesting matchup. Hedgesville still looking for their first win, and Martinsburg trying to get back on track. They've uh, seemed to have a tough, uh, tough stretch right now after the first win that they got of the season a couple weeks, I believe, last week. Yeah, they uh, got the upset win against Jefferson. Jefferson, and that being the only win that they've had so far now on the year, sitting at 1-5, and five, Hedgesville at 0-10. I'm hoping for a competitive game tonight, but unfortunately we haven't really seen too many of those when it comes to Hedgesville still trying to rebuild so going to give the edge to Martinsburg if they can get the offense going and force a lot of uh, mental errors and turnovers from Hedgesville I think the Bulldogs get the win but on the same side of things when it comes to steals uh, Hedgesville's defense is actually pretty good 10 steals per game is something not to uh, dismiss so if they're able to do that and maybe quickly get some transition points and actually execute tonight we'll get to see a good one but again that'll be tonight on talk rated wrnr tv 10 wrnr tv on youtube beginning at around 7 p.m tip off set for around 7 30 obviously things might adjust have to adjust due to the jv game but that will do it for this first segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford and martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more on their side of this break we'll be joined by legendary shepherd football head coach monty cater 
as he was announced as to be elected into the College Football Hall of Fame and be inducted later on this year. We'll talk with him live in studio next. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. My mind's mild. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and... Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The classical Let's catch Christian up with Academy at Bethel is helping create <laughs> I asked him to wait for you. I asked him to wait for you because our uh, front desk lady, she's not here right now. And I was, he was like, oh, I'd love to catch up with Coach Cater. I worked in the county. I, like, I worked perfect. in public school, and that's what I knew. Um, and I knew I wanted to be able to give her more. So I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter has thrived here. Um, the, the family-like environment is exactly what she needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. Catch the excitement of high school basketball on talk radio, WRNR, and TV 10, featuring the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Barclay's got the steal all by himself. He'll go up for the two-handed slam dunk. All six EPAC schools, regular season and postseason, live here. Now for the Clark from three, and that's for the Clay Clark nails it. To start the fourth quarter for Musselman, Slick now driving the right side, and it is rejected by foul. Your home for local sports is right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. <laughs> Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. And we're pleased to be joined by legendary head football coach for the Shepherd Rams, Monty Cater. How are you doing today, Coach Cater? Doing pretty good. Really appreciate the chance to be on with you guys. Thanks for taking the time to come down to our studios. We don't we don't typically have a lot of guests because it's the middle of the day and not a lot of people can get out in the middle of the day, but thanks for coming on. And this big, big accomplishment on Monday afternoon comes out that you're going to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame at the end of this year. Uh, first player or first, uh, excuse me, first person that's been associated with Shepherd University to ever uh, get that honor. What was that uh, feeling like when you got the call? You know, it... It's a stunner. My wife had asked me the day before, believe it or not, she goes, would well, you ever hear anything about that deal with, uh, you know, last year when you were nominated for this, for the Hall of Fame? I said, no, but they just finished putting that last class in because they do that in December. Yeah. <laughs> i got to wait a long time for this one. But uh, and it was crazy. The next day I get a box out in front of the house and it's got a football and congratulations. And it's a stunner because it's all of a sudden. But yeah. uh, it just, you know, it makes you take a seat and start thinking about all the people that you've been, you know, associated with over the years. 
Coach, first of all, congratulations on uh, making it into the Hall of Fame. It's an awesome achievement for you. And uh, I guess, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news? And uh, I guess, uh, how exciting has it been to um, you know know that you're going to be in the Hall of Fame? Well, I, I think the big thing you start thinking about again, all the people that you've come into contact with. I mean, that's 47 years of coaching. You got to do what you wanted to do all that time. Didn't get fired, so that part's good. But uh, it, you start thinking about that an awful lot. And uh, then one of the great things is uh, Monday. Even on Monday, I get 75 phone calls, texts, and people responding. I guess on Facebook, my wife keeps track of that a little bit more than me, but. <laughs> All the different people, going back even to the 80s when I first came to Shepherd, 80s, 90s, and uh, former coaches. And uh, there's been some guys that, you know, have really gone on, done some great things. Jeff Castile, you know, Joel Gordon uh, at, the, at that level where they're making a little more money than they did when they worked for me. But uh, I think it's the people so much that, uh, that you find out, that you start thinking about or contact you. That's, that's huge. As you just said, Coach Cater, again, congratulations. But 47 years coaching, 31 at Shepherd, going to your younger self there 47 years ago. Could you imagine being at this point now in the college football Hall of Fame? No, you really don't. And I kid about getting fired, but that's that becomes the bottom line. You see that all the time. But I don't think anybody ever really gets into it thinking about what can I accomplish? Who's going to know about it? Will I, you know, will they remember me? I think the biggest thing is, you know, just having a chance. I was just talking with Robin and we were talking about you miss the people so much. You miss practice. You miss, you know, the just the different things that are involved with all of that. And uh, that's what you miss, not the 24 hour a day recruiting part of it so much, but it's still, it was, uh, you know, it, it was still pretty exciting, and just uh, I think that's the thing that you come into contact or think about the most. And for you, you're no stranger to Hall of Fames. Obviously, Shepherd Hall of Fame class of 2007, West Virginia Hall of Fame class of 2020, um, and the Millican Athletics Hall of Fame class of 99. And so you got inducted to Shepherd's Hall of Fame while you were still coaching at Shepherd. Is that correct? That's true. They said that's the first time that they had done that. Uh, I don't that's know pretty what, cool. Well, they maybe, maybe they thought I was going to get a big-time job or something like that, <laughs> which we know that didn't happen. But uh, that was that was an honor, too, to, to go ahead and have something like that happen while you were still coaching. And what kind of – what has Shepard meant to you? I know you stepped aside, retired after the end of 2017, but uh, – Coach McCook still being there today, him working under you for all those years. What has that meant that he was able to take over the program and lead it to where they continued the continued success that you had? Well, it was almost one of those things where I'm not going to retire if you don't give Ernie the job, and that that <laughs> wasn't the the deal necessarily. But um, I, I just am so thankful that, uh, and I'm thinking they're feeling the same way that that was the the way that they decided to go. And Ernie did so much for me, and like you said, was with me for so long. And Josh Klein really is the same way. Josh came to Shepherd as a player; he's never left, and he's done a great job. Had some really good mentors with Jeff Castile and Bob Haley, and. I don't know. You can't say enough about those guys and the things that they've not not continued what I did because everybody does things a little bit different, but certainly what they're doing has been very successful, and I'm really proud of them. And you mentioned you know spending 31 years at Shepherd and having the success that you did had. Did you ever think about leaving, or was it just that you you know love Shepherd so much that you, it never really crossed your mind? 
kind of a combination of two things. I was a finalist for two jobs, one up at Cal PA. I'd mentioned this before, so this is not a surprise. <laughs> but one up at Cal PA, I left with the job, and then someone they'd, that the president really liked before who didn't like the town ended up getting the job. So I leave on Friday with the job. Sunday, I don't have it. And then I was a finalist at Morgan State, surprisingly enough, and uh, that didn't work out for a variety of reasons. But uh, but the two finalists they threw out, and the president said start over. And uh, the athletic director actually left and resigned over that because he, well, he took the directive is let's let's get two successful people. But uh, I tried to look at the job at Southern Illinois University where I got my well Southern Illinois is Southern Illinois is was home for such a long time it's where I was born. But didn't get a sniff there, so they didn't, they didn't think that I was worthy. But really, I think you're looking or you're not, and I can't tell you that I spent very much time looking. I thought Shepard was that special. And it, it got even more special with the success that you created during your time there, 31 years. What are some memories that you still look back on now and make you smile? Well, I, I think I got uh, contacted by uh, Dom Jones, who, who was at Shepherd one year as a tight end, and really the only year that Ernie McCook was gone was down at Liberty University. He actually brought Dom back, or that was the reason that Dom came and, and went to Shepherd as a tight end, one of the best we've ever had, played in the NFL for about six years. But he contacted me, and that was the first year, 2010, when we made the Final Four. Uh, had a forgettable trip down Mississippi, but uh, we, you know that was a very competitive game. But he was just outstanding, and you know I think that game. You always think of the games if you can get to the Final Four. That Grand Valley might be the you know the, one of the biggest games that I can remember. But there's so many over that period of time. It's hard. I know that Matt Miller asked me one time, "What are the the top ones?" And let's see if we look at it the same way you did. And there's there's too many i mean we were behind 35 to 13 up at west lib once and came back outscored them like 40 to 3 in the second half and uh that was a big game for us but it's one of those where everything goes right but i i don't know there there were some great games we don't fly well doesn't seem like that worked out too good in kansas city but that everything that led up to that and, and being a part of that uh you know that was worth it they were a better football team than we were that day and uh you know, you understand that, but there's there's too many, I think, to try and these were the four or whatever that that I most remember. And you know, some other coaches going into the hall of the, the College Football Hall of Fame, but you stand out among those coaches because of your 275 wins. How impressive is it to know that you know you were a Division two coach for most of your college college coaching career and. Then you stand out, and you're going up against a lot of Division One coaches that are in here. That your name stands along with them. Well, it, it, it's great to be included. I know sometimes you're looked at as a you know a lower level coach, whether it's two, three, even one double A sometimes. But and I say that you're supposed to say it a little bit differently, the FCS. But I think the idea that they still look at that. And coach Luckhart, that uh, was up at Cal and was a WNJ, I think uh, he went in last year. And he actually sent me a congratulatory note, too. So they still look at that. And, uh, you know, whether you have to accomplish more, I, I don't really know that. But, you know, it's a different level. And anybody, you know, I think, well, I think everybody understands the difference between one and, and two, uh, not just the scholarships, but uh, just the way you have to run a program at that level and graduate your guys and everything else. But uh, a little different with a transfer portal, that's for sure. And, Coach, I know uh, every time – 
you know, the Pro Football Hall of Fame comes around and uh, the people going in together always talk about the opportunity to, I guess, meet the other players or coaches that are going in and, and just talk football with some of the greats for you. Uh, this class is pretty uh, special. There's a lot of great people going in, Tim Tebow, Reggie Bush, um, you know, just are some players that I remember reading were going in this year, Dwight Freeney as well. So how exciting is it for you to be a part of this class and uh, I guess get to pick their brain on football and, and just, you know, be a part of, you know, a lot of legendary people that part of the game as it is every year, but, you know, just some names that really stand out. Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be really special. I don't think there's any doubt. And maybe Reggie will help me get some commercials with Wendy's or something like that. That would be, that would be <laughs> nice. But, uh, no, there, there's always a, so much talent that seems like it goes in with those players each year. And, you know, you remember them. Maybe I remember them a few more, you know, having watched them play, being a little older. But uh, it's, it's amazing some of the talent. Then you're also surprised, why did it take so long for some of these guys to get in? Yeah, that is a, a good point to make. Um, you know, why we have you? Want to get your thoughts on you know the, the Shepherd team from this last year, and you know Tyson Bajan, all that he brought to Shepherd, and what he's going to be able to potentially do uh, as he's going to be in the Senior Bowl next month. Well, I think one of the things that's been fun is that uh, Coach McCook has kind of kept me involved a little bit, and uh, I've gone with him on some trips, you know, some some one day trips, and he keeps saying I stole my old seat on the bus, and you know that how'd I get on here, but. Tyson had a great year. The, the team has had, I mean, if you look at it, two straight Final Fours, which is which is difficult at our level to, to go ahead. And then sometimes you find out who's a little bit ahead of you. Look at the facilities at Grand Valley. But uh, Ferris State's a pretty good football team too. But Tyson's class was the last one that I was involved in recruiting before you know, make the decision to retire because you're starting on that certainly by the time yeah. football's over. But – you know, they've just been so good. And, uh, you know, you hate to see some of those guys leave. I was surprised a little bit with Ronnie Brown. But, you know, Brian Walker, I can remember when, you know, when he first came to Shepherd, And, uh, of course, seeing his dad and everything too. But, you know, he Tyson, I think, he's got a chance. I quit trying to figure out who's going to make it at that next elite level uh, some time ago. But he's going to get plenty of looks. And he's going to be, as you mentioned, in the Senior Bowl. And uh, it's just – great that he and his teammates had such a great year i think uh you know coach too i mean is i guess what's it been like because you kind of laid that foundation of shepherd making the final fours and, and winning a semi-final game um and and to see that success continue with a guy that you coached with and coach mccook and players that you recruited and just uh shepherd football continuing what you started and continue to reach new heights what's that been like for you well you're you're proud of that you didn't leave the program you know when they weren't in in good shape now that doesn't mean from one year to the next there aren't changes Uh, when I came to Shepard they'd won a a championship and when uh, coach Jacobs was the one-year interim coach after coach Barr left but I, I think the big thing is that you know you, they're they're continuing to win. Whether it's going to be a little differently, because I always get kidded about we got to run the football and we got to run the football, and now they had such a great success throwing the football with a with a class act at the at the QB position. But 
it's just great to see them be able to go ahead and continue that. Shepherd football, I think, has been respected for a long, long, long time, long before I got here, too. And it's great to see that no step back except steps forward have been taken since the time that Coach McCook has been able to go ahead and be head coach. As you just uh, briefly stated a little bit, that at the Division Two level, there's not a lot of guys that have made it to that next elite level and with that being said not only were you a football coach but for your players you had to be a life coach to get them ready for their future that was outside of football so what were uh, some I guess just wise words of wisdom that you always left with uh your players or your staff that maybe you can share with us today as some wise words that still carry well I think the big thing with as far as the players are concerned, I mean, you help your coaches go ahead. They're not going to make a lot of money at our level. And uh, I, I think the big thing is that, you know, if you can help them go ahead and take the next step, you can. And I mentioned some guys before uh, that have been able to do that. But with the players, and they get tired of hearing it, but how you conduct yourself, being able to go ahead, yeah, you're going to class, and the idea is that you graduate because it is much more difficult to go ahead and do things uh, to, to get to that next level from our level. All right, Coach Cater, thanks for the time, and congratulations on being uh, inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it, gentlemen. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by... Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk some college hoops, talk West Virginia, and some Shepherd. After this two-minute break, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick. Audio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Con hanging out with you once again. Thanks to legendary shepherd head football coach monty cater for coming in and speaking with us on today's edition of the sports mix if you missed that interview you can catch it later on the podcast which we'll post on the facebook as well as you can catch it on youtube our individual interview segments will be posted on facebook later or throughout now going forward and you'll see this later this afternoon but uh, let's get into some hoops action and colin do you have anything to say last night after an 83 78 loss for the mountaineers to Baylor they're now 0 and 4 to start Big 12 play and I believe 4 and 18 since the start of last season's Big 12 play it's been a strange year obviously 0 and 4 after a very successful uh, non-conference start for the Mountaineers and they didn't play terribly other than foul trouble right that that was the biggest issue for the Mountaineers last night. They also night. got off to a rough start. Yeah, they were down what eight shooting. two. I think yeah, it was eight it, two. It, they started off the night one of eight for shooting. A very slow start, but they, they were competitive even with the foul trouble. Three guys though out of your starting five fouling out, and one of the other ones with four fouls, so almost fouling out is unacceptable and I don't want to question obviously Coach Huggins. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's got way more credentials than I'll ever have and way more credibility than I'll ever have because of that but with the foul trouble like that and and it's been a common theme going into conference play is there a lack of discipline in this team I think is a fair question to start bringing up because of that and it's frustrating to see especially when he said that he's gonna have the problem fixed but now when you're playing elite programs day in and day out in the big 12 it's not there as frustrating as a fan Colin, I mean, it's always fair to criticize and, and Thursday morning point guard a little bit instead of Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> Thursday afternoon, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, Thursday afternoon point guard. Uh, but you're right, he is a Hall of Fame coach. Obviously, though, uh, this team is not performing uh, to the way they need to, especially down the stretch. You know, they're playing close games. They're in these games. Uh, but you're now 0-4 in Big 12 play, and you haven't been able to finish any of them or, or find a way to win. Kansas wasn't that close, but other than that, you were, you know, in the game throughout and just couldn't get the win, and that's that's rare to see from a West Virginia basketball yeah. team and, and from a Hall of Fame coach and Huggins who's done it for so long, you know, in the Big Twelve, in the Big East, uh, at Cincinnati, at WVU, and it's just weird to see this team struggling like this, but now it's. You know, back-to-back years, I want to say like three of the last four years where WVU hasn't quite been what you would expect them yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, so, you, you got to pick it up. I mean. But when, when you look at the numbers here for not really the shooting, we'll get to the shooting in a second, but WVU out-rebounded Baylor 34-32. They had 12 on the offensive side to 9 for Baylor, 15 assists to 10, three blocks to 2. They did – lose the steals battle five to one they had less turnovers than baylor did and they had one less foul than baylor did but 
They shot 23 of 60 from the field. That's 38, 23 of 52, 44%. And then 8 of 24 from beyond the arc to 9 of 23. So almost just, just about the same. But, you know, you could have won this game on free throws. They shot 72.7% from That's not too bad, honestly, though. I mean, you want to shoot about 75%, so they're not too far off where your goal should be um, for a team. They did put up I think, 50 in the second half, though, 51. They gave up 50. Yeah, defense to me is somewhat questionable. You let a guy go for 32 points. I mean, how often did we see in the past WVU give up a big scoring night like that? I mean, they're, they've been known for their defense over the years, and – that's just not there with these teams as of late. Um, so something's got to change for the Mountaineers on that end of the floor. Jalen Bridges they got to find a way to shoot the ball better because they're just not shooting high enough field goal percentage. So Jalen Bridges. With all that, though, to be in consideration, you're right in the games. Yeah. So, I mean, there are just little things that they could clean up and potentially get these wins, but so far they just haven't been able to do that. Jalen Bridges returned to uh, – the Coliseum last night again played for West Virginia last year. He played the most minutes on this team for the Baylor Bears. He had a double-double, 10 points and 11 rebounds from what I understand. I didn't watch the game, but he was very good on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, he was. He was able to get some uh, transition points, get a few and ones, and that's the grittiness that even though last year it wasn't his best season at WVU, did have some promising in those key factors and He's the one that got out and along with the Baylor Bears to get the win and makes you just wonder what's going on in WVU basketball. So, Yeah, they will return. They'll go on the road to take on Oklahoma on Saturday. That is a noon contest in Oklahoma, which is kind of very odd. Is that odd to you? Isn't it's that like all, a, I mean, it's the big noon tip-off exactly. or whatever. you got to get TV time it's on somehow. Fox, right? I don't, I don't know. know. So that's how they do it, man. Big noon kickoff is just a football thing. But right. it might be a big noon tip-off as well. I have no idea. And Oklahoma but, fell <laughs> Oklahoma fell on Tuesday know, to Kansas, 79-75. So both teams are looking for a win. Yeah. Oklahoma, 10-6. and six. Oklahoma almost had Kansas, though. That's they both were coming they, in they with They were the, up six with two minutes left, but Kansas is Kansas, and they always find ways to win somehow. Both coming in with the same records like West Virginia and Baylor did last night. Yeah, and it's on the road again. I, I'm losing confidence in this team. The team's losing confidence in themselves. It seems like it's just strange <laughs> as a Mountaineer fan right now. Yeah. Transitioning over to Shepard, both men's and women's loss yesterday. We were able to give you the women's final on the end of the show yesterday. They fell 85-65 to to Mercyhurst. They're now 0 and 13. They did score the second most, or the yeah, the second most points they have all season long at 65. But they did give up uh, the most points they've given up at 85 this year. Uh, so you, and that's still without Sydney Bowles. Yeah, I mean, third quarter you score seven points. So it's where you lost the game. You were in the game. We talked about it on the show yesterday. It seemed like the third quarter was their quarter, and it was the fourth quarter. But yesterday it was flipped. Well, the fourth quarter wasn't that great either. You only no. scored 14, so you scored 21 in the second half. Uh, that's just not going to get it done. Yep. To 40. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, Shepard, they had a good half against a solid Mercyhurst team, but just second half wasn't – Mercyhurst turned it on and became the much better team. And uh, 
see if they can maybe get some players healthy and put some stuff together. But, you know, just a, a bad second half for the Rams. Yeah, career. A really good first half. So you have some positives to build on. Yeah. But just moving forward, you got to find a way to play full four quarters. Career high of 21 points for Megan Shipley yesterday. They're back on the court on Saturday at Bloomsburg at 1 p.m. Moving over to the men's side. Uh, they fell to Mercier 70-45 to and not a great game for uh, the Rams yesterday. They were down by two and a half. It was a pretty good game heading into the half, 24-22, and then they got outscored by the same amount of the, that they scored in the second half. They were outscored 46-23. to Yeah. Which is an insane number, but, you know, coming in, Mercyhurst was 9-2. and two. And you looked at uh, – if you looked at some of the Mercyhurst scores, you know, they beat Lockhaven by 20-plus uh, points, I think. So, Shepard had to go to overtime with Lockhaven. So, I mean, it made sense when you really look at that Mercyhurst team and how they've performed against some of the common opponents – to Shepard. Um, while Shepard has been very competitive in, in PSAC play, uh, they just kind of ran into a team that is on a different level than them right now. So, tough loss for the Rams, but uh, obviously a pretty good Mercyhurst team and see if they can bounce back when they get back in Eastern Division play opposed to the Western Division. Yep, and that game, Bloomsburg, Saturday at Bloomsburg at 3 p.m., but uh, you know, not not necessarily looking good for Shepherd Rams after they look to have a good start to the season. They're now seven in the year, four and four in the conference, three and three on the road, three and four at home. Uh, hopefully, they can turn it around. We'll be back out there January 18th for the doubleheader women's and men's against East Stroudsburg. But uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break to uh, talk some Capitals and Wizards. Wizards get a win last night, and uh, we'll talk about that when we get back after this two-minute break. You're tuning to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. And I fell heavy into your eyes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? 
Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best spot to catch all your favorite teams. Join us Monday for Dollar Wings and Monday Night Football. Thursdays on the patio for the Cornhole Tourney. Friday Night Lights with Happy Hour Specials or Saturdays during or after the college games for Steak Night. Get a ribeye or New York Steak for just $26.95. Ollie's has great food and drink menus too along with 17 TVs to watch any game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Working right to left, cruising the center circle, 13 on the clock. Again, difference between the shot clock and game clock. Nine-second shot clock. Kuzma pestered by Caruso in the center circle. Kuzma off a Gibson screen, three seconds. Kuzma for three. Oh, it's there! It's there in front of the Wizards bench! Dave Johnson on the call for the Wizards Radio Network. Uh, maybe we should have aired that last night. It would have been an entertaining end. Maybe next time? I don't know. Uh, I was just kind of joking there. Uh, but the Wizards snap a three-game losing streak with a 197 victory. And there you heard Kyle Kuzma hit the game-winning three with 5.7 seconds left to go. It capped off a 21-point 20, night for Kuzma. It, they're missing not only Bradley Beal in this game, they missed Chris Tapp's Porzingis. The Wizards get the win. They improved to 18 and 24 on the season. Nick, I know you're you're our resident big Wizards fan. I'm a Wizards fan, but not like I'm not a big NBA fan. Yeah, um, good win for the Wiz last night against a team that they struggled against last year in Chicago. So uh, this is a Bulls team that's surprisingly off to a slow start as well. So maybe this win helps move Washington forward uh, and get some success going it definitely wasn't your your top lineup out there for washington uh you mentioned those guys that were out so you get eight and anthony gill scoring 18 which is pretty surprising we for 10 points off the bench um you mentioned kuzma he's really been good all year monte morris scored 17 so good win for the wizards um against the bulls team that's kind of beat up but also underperforming compared to what people expected after last year's run that they had. So um, definitely, you know, a good win for Washington. Hopefully they can kind of put some together and get above 500 here as we get closer to the all-star break. Not quite there, but getting there, I guess. Yeah, getting there is the thing. They'll be back at home tomorrow. They face the Knicks, 7 p.m. tip-off. Uh, over to the Capitals, they fell last night five to three to the Flyers. They're now twenty three fifteen and six. They were down one nothing. Uh, they scored a goal to tie it at one apiece uh, in the first. Excuse me, in the first period, halfway with the goal, and then uh, they weren't able to keep that as they went into the break. The first break down two one, and then there was no scoring in the second period. The Caps were only able to score two, while. 
the Flyers scored five. It was not a great night for the cap, but goals coming from TJ Oshie, Marcus Johansson, and Garnet Hathaway. What? Capicals? Capitals. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's just funny. Uh, Darcy Kemper, 31 of 35 in net. They're back in action Saturday night to finish this home-and-home. Home. They'll take on the Flyers, and uh, hopefully they'll get a win because I'll be in attendance. Ooh. Are they un- they're undefeated this year when you're in attendance. Mm, they're one and one. Ah. They oh, lost that they up. lost that random game that I went to that I wasn't ah. going to go to, but at 5 o'clock I got yeah. the call to go to. Well, but in planned last games time you were there, the to, defenseman had the hat trick. Yeah, they're 1-0 yeah. in planned games that I go to. Wow, this one's planned, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, but then they'll take Hammer the, the caps. Islanders on Monday. Uh, but guys, let's turn our attention back to the NFL. Didn't really talk about that. We've got about eight left, eight minutes left in this edition of the Sports Mix. We get where we get the location of the game. If there will be a Bills Chiefs title game, it will be at Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, that game would be scheduled for 6:30 p.m. on January 29th. If it were to happen, if those two teams face so off in the in AFC Championships, yep. That was a big controversy. Would they put it outside because those are outside teams? So, yeah, football's supposed to be played outside, according to some people. So, now the know. the real question is: maybe the teams wanted a dome. I don't know. The real question is: Let's will the NFL see? Will the NFL see the money from this that they can get? Will they want yeah. to go forward doing it? And maybe your championship games are all neutral site from now. Eh, on. No, that's the other big the same, You're still going to get the same crowd. I think either way. Uh, you're going to get a sellout. Yeah, but you're not going to get fans. I don't think you're going to get as many. You don't think people are just going to go to the game, even if you're like in Atlanta? I feel no, like no, I'm, I'm talking about you're not going to get as many of the team's fans there. You might. I mean, it's uh, the Bills, the Chiefs. They have bandwagoners all over yeah. the place. Right? Oh, yeah, we know the Chiefs travel. But it's not going to matter because uh, it's going to be the Ravens fan? and the Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. So I don't see what <laughs> Will it be the Marlis Ravens? I don't care who it is. We won a Super Bowl of Trent Dilfer. We can do it again. <laughs> Anthony Brown. If Lamar's not out there, they don't stand a chance this week. Eh, rivalry game, Colin. You I'm said that me. last week and what yeah, happened. Yeah, but we weren't trying last week. <laughs> Mark Andrews wasn't out there. J.K. Dobbins wasn't out there. Those are two two huge pieces. You need a quarterback. You need Lamar out there if you want to stand a chance. I tend to th- agree, but... Then why are you arguing with it? I agree that Lamar is obviously puts the Ravens in the best situation to win, but I wouldn't completely count them out. <laughs> Fair enough, but I am. If Lamar's not out there, I'm look, I know him. that the defense is still solid, obviously. But this is this is an intense rivalry. These teams do not like each other, like at all. Good. Like, I think there's a respect between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. There's no respect between Baltimore and Cincinnati. They don't like each other. The Dude, Bengals, still think the the Bengals, Bengals thought they were good because, you know, Burrow threw for 500 yards against the four-string defense last year. And, you know... Or because they made it to the Super Bowl? No, I'm talking about when he played the Ravens. And he was like, well, the Ravens always ran up the score against us when we sucked. Now that we're good, we're going to do it against them. Wait, what are you talking about? You don't remember yeah. this. I it, didn't... It was I mean, that might not be an exact quote, but he was like, they did it to us last year, so we're doing it to them this year. So they just don't like each other. Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, I'm excited. 
I think we're going to beat the Bengals on Sunday night. I've got I've got a question to pose to you two with some time that we've got That's left. We usually don't have this much time left because we usually uh, go a little longer on our earlier segments, but we had to be on time to the 12-15 segment. So um, we know right now Sean Payton is an NFL analyst on Fox Sports coverage of the NFL. We know his rights are currently held for his head coaching rights because he's still under contract by the saints so the Saints. so you have to if you want to interview him you have to go through the saints to request you hire him do you have to trade for him yes okay you have to give some kind of comp i was getting to that in order for him to get hired you have to give compensation to the saints but the saints have been fielding calls for permission to get his interview to interview him whether or not he wants to interview for that job or not they give a yes most likely because that means they'll get compensation and have to stop paying him so it works wonders for them. Yeah. Um, but two teams that have asked for and been granted permission are two teams that have had struggles with their quarterbacks, the Denver Broncos and the Arizona Cardinals. Do you think he could go to either of those teams and fix their quarterback issue? Potentially. Um, yeah, I said that I wanted him in Baltimore, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um <laughs> In terms of him going to those situations, you know, I think Kyler Murray is a guy that obviously people have questioned his work ethic, so that needs to be addressed first. He had problems with Kingsbury, and he had problems with the GM, so they cleared house there, Uh, but now it's on him moving forward, and whoever you bring in as the coach uh, has to deal with that and, and try to get the best out of Kyler, who is a talented guy, but just hasn't really shown, I guess, the work ethic off the field to improve and then in Denver it did seem like Russell Wilson got better toward the end of the year he was playing at a higher level but I've said it a lot I think that people kind of overrated the guys that were around him I don't think Jerry Judy is really that special as the number one wide receiver we haven't seen it in the league with any quarterback Cortland Sutton's and Hamlin or whatever his name is the Penn State guy he hasn't really done much either so it's like what was really there your running back got hurt in Javante Williams, and then Melvin Gordon had a bunch of fumbling issues. So I think that that team was not as good offensively as Seattle was with Metcalf and Lockett and, and those weapons there. Carson for a number of years as the running back. So I still think Wilson could bounce back. He's a Hall of Fame type quarterback as of right now, but he also has some kind of off the field questions and and his character and personality i guess is kind of out there so people i guess kind of clash with him a little bit but um he had a lot of success in seattle for a reason so i think if i'm Peyton, i don't i don't know if i'd want to go to either of those places but we'll have to wait and see colin your thoughts I think you got to just throw Denver out the window. I don't think there's anything attractive at all if I was Sean Payton in potentially going to Denver. The offense is bad. The defense was not that good either. They got rid of a lot of their yeah, talent they got rid of the past few years. And even though Wilson still has some potential in him, he's not going to be around that much longer. He's aging. There's still even though there's that lack of work ethic in Kyler Murray, there's still a future franchise quarterback potentially They're paying them like in there. Yeah. They, they still got some weapons, <laughs> even though they might get rid of Hopkins, which I don't think they should do. The defense kind of still had some promise in it, I, and that's a more winnable division if Sean Payton went there. 
rather than going to Denver. All right. There's your thoughts on that. The segment sponsored in part by the Mayor's Group of Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Mayor Prize Financial Services at 304-263-434 through a stop by their offices at 1271, 1271 Chester Avenue in Martinsburg. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our producer today, Gerald Wright, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini. Thanks to head, legendary head football coach at Shepard for coming on, Monty Cater. And I'm Spencer Police saying so long. Tune in to EPAC Girls Hoops tonight, 7 p.m. pregame, 7.30 tip between Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Saying so long, everyone. (laughs) 